Hey there, Water Trio listeners. We're coming to you with the final episode of the decade. It is, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's it, that too, right? So the final episode of 2019. So we're coming with all the insights around the week beginning December 30. So how are you both? Good. Great. Can't By believe the it's the end of the year. I know. I'm like, I'll be on holidays when this episode airs. And oh my God, what a year. What mm. a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. It's sort of like we've said this before, but it really has felt more than just one year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so many things. And I guess, you know, this week does sort of bring that reflective quality to it. You know, what has the year brought us and what have we learned? What have we done? What didn't we do? And all of those sorts of big things. So I guess well, that you- leads us. Sorry. Yes. All right. You guys- <laughs> yeah, no, 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 totally. Oh, my God, totally. I don't need to get distracted. Yeah, it leads us to... <laughs> Oh, no, tell us, Kel. I was just going to say, yeah, like um, it just feels like there has been so much that's happened this year and it has been a lot rolled into one. So having a bit of a moment to think back, oh, we did this because there was like the March-April part of the year, there was the last January-February, there was like the stuff that happened in the middle of the year and then, yeah, it was just really full. I probably did rack up a lot of frequent flyer miles for various reasons this year. And, uh, yeah, now moved from one country to another. And when this episode airs, I'll actually be in a totally different third country. Um, so there's been just so much movement. I mean, it's been such a Jupiter and Sag year. And one thing that I am looking forward to for 2020 is just maybe a little bit more planning, a little bit more of a measured approach to things with the the Jupiter and Capricorn shift. Yeah, totally. Just being a little bit more, yeah, feet on the ground, head yeah. out of the clouds and just actually... I don't know. I think so much of this year felt so bipolar because there was all, all the stuff in Capricorn that was like heavy and and challenging, but then there was all the lighter, you know, Jupiter Sag piece. So it was like swinging back between the two. So I don't know. I get the feeling that 2020 is going to be less of the swinging and more of just the focused bump, head down, bum up energy mm. into the year ahead. So yeah. It won't be the the buffet of crazy to to tempt us away from the hard work. Yeah, I definitely think where life was at this time twelve months ago, and I think, wow, that was only a oh, year. Yeah. God, yeah, 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 crazy yeah. times, big times. So, yes, because um, tell us about this week. <laughs> Talking about crazy times, I think we're leading off with actually New Year's Eve and the Moon in Pisces, aren't we? Oh no, I not think- quite. Cass is going to to give us some insights before then. So talking about reflecting and moving (laughs) forward. uh, Sorry, I totally messed that up. I messed (laughs) that segue up big time. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, I was actually planning that, you know, let's have a little bit of a reflect on um, on the year. And because I remember exactly what happened the last time the sun could join the South Node back in January. So this is like a a double punch, you know, again, a little bit like the eclipse energy where we had January started the year with a new moon eclipse on the south node as it ends the year. I mean, we had Mm. that last week. And also I think it might have been the 16th of January from the top of my head was the last time uh, the sun and the south node conjoined. So we've got this, again, uh, this 
Monday. So it happens Monday the 30th in Australia and in the US. It happens on the same, according to my notes at least. And this is, you know, a you know, great way to really sort of reflect on the year, let go of the things that maybe didn't work out quite the way that we wanted them to, uh, maybe sort of be grateful. I mean, I think sometimes the South Node gives a, I mean, I know it's cliche, we're talking, bringing out all the cliches, aren't we? Authenticity, one week, transformation, and now it's um, <laughs> uh, the South Node component. But I mean, you know, coming back to a feeling of ground zero, you know, mm. where I've where I've been, where I want to go, and you know, the sun is here too. So there is this sense of okay, I am who I am. I've been where I've been, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Um, and there's this. I like the sun and the south node together because it does have a feeling of a bit of a purity to the sun's energy. There's no bells and whistles with it. It is this is kind of the the solar influence there. Um, and you we can kind of move forward with that into 2020 from a more uh, this is who I am, this is what I've got to give and this is how I want to shine my light, you know, for the year ahead if you like. So again, we've got this energy of kind of I, I just think of this as ground zero it is the sun and south node in saturn's sign so it is really like this is where things are at and this is where we can move forward from here so what do you girls think about this one yeah this one reminds me of something i saw when i was trawling through the bowels of the internet recently you know just watching random stuff or you know sometimes my husband would be like what are you doing i'm like i'm just reading the internet <laughs> which basically means wasting time Anything. on some social media platform. But I saw a tip about one thing to do to help prepare you for the year ahead is to think about all the, the think about the mental stuff, uh, the the plans, the ideas, the, the things that you, that you have in your brain that you're sort of saying, I should do this, or six months ago I said I would do blah, blah, and it's still taking up processing space inside your brain. It's almost like those mental to-dos or plans that maybe two years ago you saw somebody doing something you thought, oh, I should do that, even though it might not have been really authentic and genuine and right for you but you thought it seems like a good idea and it's stuck inside you ever since but there's all the like so the idea of the half formed or half finished idea or dream inside you just be honest with yourself and let them go so that you can then focus on things that might be more genuine or more real or more authentic so it's sort of like being honest about half finished projects or you know, not quite completed stuff that you think you will get back to one day. And just be honest and say, I'm never going to get to that. Let's tidy this up or mentally let it go so that I can be ready to focus on whatever the me of right now wants to do, not the me of six months ago or two years ago, because that person in many ways doesn't properly exist anymore. So to your point, Cass, with this idea of the sun-south node and the starting from ground zero, start from where you are and let new priorities emerge from here rather than keep staying attached to old things that you might have actually outgrown already. Mm. Totally. How about you, Lishi? Any ideas around this? Well, I just see the South Node as a vacuum point, you know, where things get sucked away, where things get pulled away. And the other day, I don't know, I think I was telling you guys this story that I had a personal trigger with the South Node recently and literally within a week I had three vacuum cleaners given to me. You did um, Oh, yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. And which, which... 
has actually been awesome. One of them is this little automatic one that I literally leave the house and or leave the front house in the morning and it just goes all the way around. And I hate sweeping and we get so dusty here that vacuuming is much better and I just never have the time. So I just, it's just this sense of all these little bits, like you were just saying, Kel, like just to let it it get rid of whatever the whatever's clogging up, whatever's dusting up, whatever's stopping you from seeing things clearly. Um, it's almost like you know, if you have a vacuum cleaner and it's not working the right way, shining a torch up into it to see what needs to be pulled out and disposed yeah. of in the right way. Um, so, the, and you know, have a look at which part of your chart this is applying to. The eclipse triggers last week. This may be, you know, if something didn't happen then, this may be a chance for you know you to get more insight on the eclipse story, more understanding around what that was, because this is that south node piece that that eclipse last week was all about too. So I guess it's, it's again, you know, just the, the, the purging, the purifying, the letting things go. Perfect day to be doing an energy clean in your house if you're into that, you know, the bells, the incense, the sage, whatever you want to do. And just kind of clearing away that energy to get ready for the new year and, and everything it can bring. So... Yeah, that's yeah nice. I mean, you just reminded well. me there, Leash, um, that, you know, the sun on the node is actually the midpoint of eclipse season. So mm. we're looking at about, you know, a five to six week period, you know, about two and a half weeks before this, two and a half weeks after this is yep. eclipse season. And I, I do think when the sun gets to the node itself, it's like, okay, there is a bit of a shift. It might be, yeah, this final extra bit from last week's eclipse, but um, you've been, you have been talking about vacuums a lot lately um, on our WhatsApp chat. I don't think it's, it's not like been on the live shows, but I remember, oh, that's right. Leash, Leash keeps banging on about these vacuums, but actually <laughs> I have a vacuum story because we just got a new vacuum here and we actually just, so the power is different in, you know, North America versus Europe. So there's, there's some um, electrical appliances you can bring with you and just use a converter plug with, but anything with a motor, they usually recommend not to. Now, look, I did, I splurged earlier this year and bought a Dyson stick vacuum to deal with the cat hair and the litter pickups. And it was a, a massive indulgence, but Honestly, like I hate sweeping as well, Leash, but I will grab that Dyson stick vacuum. I'll use it every yeah. day for 10 or 15 minutes because it's so good and so effective. Um, but it's not big enough to do, you know, the whole apartment. It, the charge, it's at, like because it's a, a cordless, mm. so it's basically got a 20 to 25-minute charge. So you get like two-thirds of the apartment done and then it's dead. And so we got, we finally splurged and bought a new one and watching it suck up stuff out of the rug, obviously it's just more powerful, like the cat hair yep. coming out of the rug. I'm like, this is so South Nodey, just seeing all that. You don't realize how bad it is until you get yep. a proper sucking vacuum, you know, situation. I'm so excited. You can hear the energy in my voice because <laughs> the, as much as I adore my cats, I've never been a big fan of the cat hair. And we're on a main road. One side of our apartment fronts onto a fairly main road. So we do get a lot of that dust as well. So when you keep talking about vacuums, I'm like, oh, yeah, a, there's nothing like how good your house feels when a good vacuum has gone through the whole place. And yeah. that energy of the cleanliness and the paired back and the no dust bunnies and stuff, it just feels more calm. That's a little bit of this Sun South note is, yeah, just getting rid of all those extras. Um, 
you know, and I'm notorious for having piles of paper of half-finished projects or I'll write about this one day or do a video about this. And, you know, two years later, it's like, okay, you're not doing that. Just throw the thing out or store it electronically, but, you know, do the the cleanse. So, yeah, I think this will be a fun day to uh, do the purge before the new year. Clean yep, uh, totally. the last of the Marie Kondoing for 2019. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's yep, one her. Marie Kondo aspect left in January, and then we're done. Yes. Yeah. Next week, but that's that's a whole new year, so we can worry about that then. Yeah. So that doesn't count now. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, you're right, Cass. It's the last one for 2019, and you know we yep. want to do all this and stuff it's free on of Monday. Satin. Yeah. It's free of satin too. This is the nice part about this. Like it, yeah. it's not bang up against satin like it's been for most of the year. So it doesn't yes. have that, oh, my God, this is drudgery or this is hard work. It's actually, you know, it's it's got Jupiter there nearby it. So it, it it's going to have that lightness, that optimism, that hope, that ex- it, excitement of yes. like, whew, get, let's, let's shake out that rug. I mean, here we shake out our rugs a lot because we're mostly tile or line of floors and just you just watch the dust fly off in the breeze and go oh my god like that was sitting in my apartment we were so, breathing my house. that yeah exactly exactly so yeah yeah I guess all right it. enough about dust point. yeah Sorry. exactly <laughs> but I love your point <laughs> like geez we sound like uh, domestic goddesses or something like that again there's that Saturday cancer for you leash but um <laughs> To your point about the the Jupiter bit, I really like that because when we started this year and these energies were hard up against Saturn, there was this vibe, there was this feel. When you're starting a new calendar year, there's always this sense of new beginnings just because it's a new calendar year. And having the sun, uh, sun, south node, Saturn hard up, it was like, oh, shit, if this is how the year is starting, what are we in for? It had that feel to it. But ending with the the Jupiter in the mix Mm. does really feel like, oh, we are doing a final cleanup, but it's it's a release. And uh, thank God for that. It's like when you get your hair cut and you feel light, you feel fresh and you cut off all those dead ends and you know what it's like you just have one of those l'oreal moments you know and you're just like <laughs> you're just not quite as much for me but i know what you mean i'm worth it <laughs> what is it because i'm worth it or because you're worth yeah. it or something what's the tagline yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe she's born with it i mean she's, it's all yes, the things yeah. right yes you know but <laughs> you know it's flick that hair back but you know but that's the thing it will feel like you've had a proverbial mm. haircut and rather than the heaviness it, it's you know you never, but you never yep. feel after a haircut unless it's a really bad one but um but yeah it'll feel like okay we're going to spring into 2020 we'll hear the, you know with just a little bit of a lighter load in that way yep. so um if you plan in a haircut then that might be a, a decent day to do it yeah well That's really fantastic. if you think about it this time last year when the sun came up at the south node that was pluto you know, the, the South Note hit Pluto and then it hit ha- Saturn and now it's like in the fun bit, you know. It's like I've, I've done I've done the death and rebirth. I've done the hard yards. It's now it's time to like enjoy this release, have fun with this letting go. We've mm. learned a lot as we've gone and, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to let go of it all. So. I mean, I'm not oh, – sorry, go. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not shy of the South Note. I actually kind of like it and yeah. – um, I, you know, I really do like mine, and <laughs> but I do like it where we have it in the sky as well because it is that, you know, that sort of proverbial haircut. You know, we are mm. letting go of something for something better. Um, and, you know, if it's not this thing, it's something better. You know, when you cast yeah. your 
uh, you know, ideas around what 2019 you thought was going to be and it didn't work out to be what you thought it would be, but are you in a better place, um, you know, for, uh, what, you know, either this or better? I think that's often, you know, the south, because the, south, the sun has just come from Jupiter too and then to the south node. So there is this feeling of, yeah, I like it anyway. So are you going to say something, yeah. Kel? I was just going to say, speaking of relaxing, Leash wants to tell us about something for you, Steve. <laughs> All over the segways tonight, you girls. Yeah, she's just died the segway. Why just let's bring in the the, water? Totally. And the South Node stuff is like, honestly, it is you can get stuck talking about it because it just keeps (laughs) pulling you down. Um, So I was like, okay, moon Neptune. Let's just wash it away. Let's just wash the water down the drain with the moon in Pisces and Mm. the moon conjunct Neptune, actually. So um, Kel pointed this out earlier that New Year's Eve this year is going to have the moon in Pisces, New Year's Day or New Year's Eve in America, New Year's Day here in Australia is going to have the moon up against Neptune. And it just feels like (laughs) there's a... um, party season can go places that you least expect it. Um, There's this kind of escape hatch or I guess it's even a way to kind of, you know, 2019 has just been such a year. It's like, let's drown our sorrows and um, enjoy a good drink or, you know, let's swim through the waters and and have some enjoyment, just relax, just rest. It doesn't feel like a a night to be, you know, going out and doing all the partying, which would be potential if the moon was in Aries, but it's more like, let's just have a restful new year or let's have a a new year's Eve where we just don't know where the night's going to go. You may start up in one place and end up somewhere else and just going with the flow and seeing what happens. Um, I, you know, I always find that New Year's Eve never works out the way you hope it will. It always seems to be a night of great expectations and not much follow through. So it could be a night to just not have any expectations at all on your plans and just to go out and see what's possible. Um, And a nice night also to have some visions and dreams and um, a bit of magic into the beginning of 2020 uh, to have a look at just where your imagination can take you. Uh, We've done all the strategy, we've done all the hard yards of the last few weeks and the eclipse and it's like, okay, where can we just let go and have a bit of fun, a little bit of magic and and float around with the mermaids? So what do you guys think about this? Well, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm thinking so many things, (laughs) typical. Um, (laughs) You know, if the moon's in a water sign for New Year's, so emotional security, feeling comfortable, maybe being with people that you're familiar with in an environment that you kind of know seems a little bit more appropriate than, you know, going somewhere with people you don't know or doing something like, you know, out in public. The the moon in the water signs always has more of that intimate tone and, and Neptune, I think, just enhances that. I also do, though, I know there's been definitely some periods of, of stress and intensity and, and some people have had some very difficult moments in 2019. But as I've been talking with clients this week, I've also been really struck by how many people have had some very specific successes or major achievements, Mm. or they've broken through, you know, like their goal was to get to X and they actually got to X plus, you know. So for me, it also feels like, you know, there may be some toasting of successes or or honoring your achievements for this past 12 months as well. 
And, you know, with the moon and Neptune, it's like you might have a glass of something and then need to go to bed a little bit earlier um, rather than stay up until the wee hours. Um, Yeah, but it does feel very, it's more mellow. I mean, it reminds me of last New Year's Eve where I think the moon was in Scorpio and so different vibe, but similar with the water, you know, just a little bit more low key, intimate. Um, I mean, moon Neptune in Pisces is like, sure, people will definitely want their party favors, whatever they choose. And that could be sugar and chocolate, or it could be something stronger, just depending on your sort of drug of choice or your preferred way of indulging. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, I, I'm also remembering that you know, we had the moon with Neptune at the start of December, and that was a couple of lower key days as well. So just being off the clock, not having hard and fast time schedules, I think is a nice way to, uh, just be flexible and fluid and go with that. Just as you're saying, Leish, anything from you, Cass, on this? Yeah, I've always felt that New Year's Eve is for amateurs anyway. Um, <laughs> so, um, Straight out of the gate with that tell one. Tell us how you Love really it. feel, mate. <laughs> Even when I was in my party prime, I was just like, nah, I'd rather stay home and just drink the top shelf. And so that's probably what I will be doing, um, just, you know, relaxing. And, um, yeah, for me, this I think, this New Year's Eve, the moon and Neptune will have a beautiful reflective quality. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think your point around just going with the flow, Kel, and choosing perhaps comfort or safety over adventures will definitely be a key. So my couch is just behind me, so I think that's where I'll be. <laughs> so I don't have any totally. plans. Yeah, but I just, yeah, yeah, I think for me it'll just be – um, you know, very, you know, we're not there yet, but I'm feeling quite reflective um, and just wanting to perhaps, you know, have a couple of scotches and just really kind of just get in the zone and, and feel things and um, and just sort of, you know, set those nice intentions for uh, the new year and, and the year ahead. And, um, you know, this moon in Pisces is looking at Jupiter and Capricorn. So, you know, hence my top shelf comment, that's how I would like to continue through the year as well. Um, not only in terms of beverages, but also in terms of, you know, it's a quality over quantity kind of um, feel for 2020. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I think for me, at least personally, that is the, that's going to be the vibe for the moon Neptune for me. Love it. Unless I, unless I get a hot date or, you know, something exciting happens, but I can't really foresee that happening in the next, unless Alicia invites me up the coast. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, well, we're going to fireworks. We're going to fireworks on the beach. So oh, it'll be a great oh, way to spend yeah. the day. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Come fireworks on up, on sweetheart. Beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's my hot date. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. Love yeah. it. Yeah, so it is a it is a lovely night to be spending time with water by the water. Um, you know, for those of you in Sydney who have the awesome fireworks display on the harbour, um, you know, getting out on a boat would be the perfect way to be doing something like yeah, this. But, so um, much, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I keep thinking of some of the different New Year's Eves we've had because we tend to do one Christmas and New Year's in Australia and then one in Canada. And when we're in Australia, we're often with family and depending on where everyone else is in the family, like a few years ago before all the little nieces and nephews came along, we'd, you know, have drinks and stay up late and and then it's sort of more mellow now. But 
when we've been in Canada, I remember one New Year's Eve a few years ago, we had our two really close friends come over, two gals that my husband and I are both really good friends with. We had another name, a fondue. I was like, what is that thing where you melt the cheese? <laughs> I just couldn't remember the word fondue. So we did sort of some fondue. They came over on the early side, like 5 36 o'clock. We had some fondue. We had a few drinks. And honestly, I think by 9, 9 30, they were like, okay, right, ready to go. And they left and we went to bed by 10 o'clock. <laughs> Hence the amateur component. Like, who can stay up to midnight? <laughs> well, I definitely, you know, struggle with that. So, but it was such oh a lovely God. night. Like, a few people, you know, we had some good food. Just wasn't, it wasn't overwhelming in any way. Mm. Uh, and that's sort of with what this feels like as well. Um, yeah. But the only challenge with the moon and Neptune is, you know, you can get pulled a little bit that can be a bit yeah. scattered. Um, so, Anyway, it'll be. I always look forward to hearing what people do on New Year's Eve and how that relates to the astrology. So definitely let us know in the comments below what your plans are or how you might see this Moon Neptune Pisces vibe in your New Year's. Yeah, what Eve. your plans are and what the reality actually yeah, was. How, like, <laughs> yeah, how totally. closely you get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I, mean, I remember you... one year's in Sydney, like we went to watch the fireworks. My friend works at Bangara. So we were there watching all of this and then we got invited to this party and we ended up there and then we had to walk halfway across the city because we couldn't find a cab. And next thing it's like 5am and we're watching the sunrise um, on the Harbour Bridge because somehow we ended up there. And oh it was just that, that that's this kind of feeling of this New Year's Eve. It's like just going with the flow and see what comes up for some people, maybe. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that was pre kids, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there's always like the pre kids and the post kids New Year's Eve celebrations. Um, Very different. So I guess there's one more thing to share for this week. Yes. I feel like we That's can also you, talk about New Year's Eve as well. Um, yeah, and just so just really to, to mention briefly, because we'll probably experience this more next week, but Friday, January 3rd, Mars moves into Sagittarius. So that's quite a big shift. Leash, Yay! the Scorpio, <laughs> is so excited. Mars is done with his six weeks in Scorpio for two years. You know, we've only got to deal with that for two years. And now we've got Mars in Sag for the next six weeks. So a much more lively, outgoing, adventurous, expressive energy. It's a big fire signature. It's not as big as Jupiter in Sag, which of course is what we had in 2019, but it is going to have some echoes of that. And if there are maybe unfinished business or like projects Mm. that sort of came together with Jupiter and Sag, but they still need some action or some decisions made around them. Mars and Sag can kind of come along and just help that with that sort of decide and do. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that Mars. Uh, don't love Mars at the end of a, a sign to start with, but Mars coming into the start of Sag is, is definitely more of an upbeat, optimistic vibe to carry us into to January, really. Uh, how are you both uh, feeling about that? least your obvious seemed or your reaction seemed almost (laughs) self-explanatory there if anyone's watching the video. I just, it reminds me of back in uh, when Jupiter was in Scorpio and it was like everyone was, all our Scorpios were so hopeful and it just ended up being such a full-on year. And 
I feel like this whole Scorpio season has been the same. Like so much happened and it's like Mars in Scorpio has just been the final stretch of the digging, the getting underneath, the trying to understand. And I think in a normal year it wouldn't matter too much, but because so much has happened in 2019, so much has been dug up, you know, all that dust we were talking about earlier in this episode, it's like, like, can we please just get out of these really yin feminine signs and actually have a bit of focus on more of the the um, yang and, and getting things done, actually getting the action rather than just dwelling on things or sitting with things or emptying things or purifying things. So, <laughs> so you're done with sitting down the bottom of the well leash? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> sitting in the sediment, stirring it up. So I just, you know, just the, the lightness, you were talking about the optimism and I think as well, you know, that cutting quality Mars can have in Sag, it's like all the decisions that we have to make around those Jupiter thing, you know, did it work? If it did, great. Let's put some more energy into it and activate that more. But if not, let's cut it off, cut it loose and so that we can focus into those Capricorn areas now and, and where Jupiter's bringing some energy into that. So um, I just think, you know, let's get Mars moving out of Scorpio and into a sign that has, it, you know, its fire and its energy and its drive um, and away from just butting up against Saturn, butting up against Pluto, um, which has been quite frustrating over the last six weeks for many people. I've seen it in clients and for myself. So, yeah. What about you, Cass? Yeah, even when uh, Mars ingressed into Scorpio and everyone was sort of, you know, singing their praises, I was like, yeah, no, this isn't something to really get excited about because it just to me at the time I was like, this is just going to be a continuation of Scorpio season, the Mercury retrograde. It's just Mars kind of, you know, grinding that that place uh, for longer, you know, stabbing, you know, <laughs> going, makes me think of that pulp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes me think of that pulp fiction. Was it pulp fiction? Yeah, where – Poltergeist. Um, she, no, she overdoses. Oh, they and put the adrenaline shot. Motion. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, you just, you know, it's just like keep on going until you get through. And that's just sort of so much how this Mars um, uh, period has, you know, fell. And when I was actually just walking before we recorded this episode and I was reflecting back on Mars in uh, Scorpio. And yeah, I'm quite happy to have it out of my sixth house. Thank you very much. Uh, so it has been a bit of a grinder, but. Um, yeah, I think just Mars moving into Sag, you know, hot, dry, planet moving into a hot, dry sign, it can just sort of, you know, dry out and elevate and, you know, spring into action and just, you know, lighten things up a little bit. Um, and as you said, Kel, uh, reverberate over some of the uh, the Jupiter in Sagittarius of, of the year as well. So you know, a little bit of a carrying forward energy, taking action perhaps around some of those ideas and dreams um, and that as well. So, yeah, I'm not going to complain about this one, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I know, because that whole Mars in Scorpio felt like, you know, from Macbeth, the song of the witches, it's like double, double toil, toil and, and trouble, trouble, fire, burn and cauldron bubble. It's like, okay, let's move out of this and let's move into one of Shakespeare's more exciting, um, adventurous plays rather than this one, like um, The Tempest, and, you know. And this is that, this is fun. coming to, to you from the native Mars in Scorpio too, so that says a lot about yeah. how this season has <laughs> felt. <laughs> 
I've noticed this with clients as well. The Mercury retrograde in Scorpio has not been pleasant necessarily. And then it was followed immediately by Mars in Scorpio, which is just like, oh, you thought that thing was done. We've still got to like push through a little bit more sludge here. So, yeah. And I think, you know, January 3rd, it's not quite like the proper back to work but you know as people start emerging from the end of year kind of fog or you know change in schedules when we all get back to work you know well, those of us that go back to work um you know January 6th or that sort of like back to school in North America for a, a bunch of kids Mars will be in Sag so it will feel very different in terms of that influence day to day yeah yeah sure. totally yeah so there we have it What's going on Man. with you gals this week? Either of you doing anything? I've got Work-wise? my yeah, I've got my year ahead webinar Friday night the 3rd if you're in Canada and the States, Saturday lunchtime if you're in Australia. And then, of course, Sydney next week. And we've got our Water Trio event next week, um, which is fun. Uh, what about you gals? Cass, you've got something similar, I think. Yeah, my uh, webinar happens uh, in the evening on January one. So don't get too hungover for that day and join me for that. Um, and then uh, so that will be sort of lunchtime Australian uh, time on Thursday the 2nd. So all those details are over on the events page on my website. And what about you, Lishi? Yeah, Anything Lish. on the sketch? I am, I am working this week. So I am seeing clients on the 2nd and the 3rd. And I have, I think I've got one more consult space on the 2nd. I'm fully booked on the 3rd. So yeah, if anyone wants to jump on for that. Um, And next week I have a few consult spaces open as well, but not many because we've got, yay, our retreat, which I'm really looking forward to as well. Me too. Yeah. Um, so that's about it from me, but you know, as always, if you have anything to say or any comments to make, we'd love to hear from you and please do subscribe either if you're listening on, um, podcast or if you're watching on, on YouTube, YouTube subscribe that below <laughs> the YouTube. I was about to say iTunes, but no YouTube. Um, yeah. And happy, happy new year, everybody. And may 2020 be the best that it can be for all of you. Fantastic. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye.